Hey everybody, Ryan here. I want to take a quick moment to let you know that after this episode, Dead Boffin Spies will be going bi-weekly for the foreseeable future. I've recently launched a new podcast, this one devoted to DC Comics superheroine Black Canary, which you can find on iTunes under Flowers and Fishnets, a Black Canary podcast. I'm also prepping a third podcast, which will debut this summer, and that's going to require a lot of coordinating with other people and cutting podcast episodes together weeks, even months in advance. All this means the Star Wars show is slowing down for a bit, but it's not stopping. I still have some episodes completed, and I've got a few more in the works. Plus, I imagine we'll be seeing the first full-blown trailer for The Force Awakens in about six weeks, and you know I'll have plenty to say about that when the trailer drops. Okay, on with the show. Don't regret this. I got a bad feeling about this. Hello, what have we here? Red 5 standing by. Stop rescue! I'm a Jedi. Like my father before me. Everything's perfectly alright now. We're fine. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Ryan Daly, and you're listening to episode 11, where the shocking secret of my cousin's murder is revealed. People, there's only one thing that got me out of bed today, and that is the pure joy I felt about my guest on this episode. Once more, I'm joined by the irredeemable Shag, or as I like to call him because we're best friends, Shag Vanderhoop II. Shag runs FirestormFan.com, a blog devoted to DC Comics' nuclear man Firestorm, and you can hear him on the Fire and Water family of podcasts. This time, Shag and I are talking about the Expanded Universe series of novels called The New Jedi Order and Legacy of the Force. The New Jedi Order premiered in 1999 with the release of the novel Vector Prime, written by R.A. Salvador. The series was designed to introduce a new generation of heroes that would follow in the footsteps of Luke Skywalker and his friends, as well as a brand new alien menace that would threaten the galaxy in a way even the dreaded Empire never did. I'm not going to review the whole NJO series in detail, I'm just going to say that I felt the idea behind it was sound, the intention was good, but the execution was flawed. I have a lot of positive memories I associate with the New Jedi Order because of things going on in my personal life at the time. On the other hand, there were 19 books in the series, and I can only think of three that I remember fondly. What did Shag think of the New Jedi Order? Stay tuned to find out. Uh, I have not read the Fate of the Jedi, but I've read Legacy of the Force, which I enjoy the heck out of those books. Because they brought Lady Lumia back? You know, that's actually what got me to read it. <laughs> so I, I had stepped away from Star Wars books, and we'll talk a little more about that later when we get to the next topic, I think. Yeah, yeah. But um, that actually brought me back, Lady Lumia from the comics being in that book. <laughs> that, the first one, the Betrayal, I think, was the name of the first one, and that was written by Aaron Alston. That was the last Star Wars book that I read for a long time. Really? Um, and it, it wasn't that, because I, I liked the book. I enjoyed the story. But I felt like at that point, and now we're, we're kind of jumping the gun, but 
I felt like the promise of the New Jedi Order books was that we were leaving Luke, Han, and Leia, and we were really going to be embracing this younger generation. And I felt that by the end of by the end of that of the New Jedi Order, that promise was broken because so many of the new Jedi were killed off or damaged, and we still had those heroes. And we stuck with even like when we so when we went to the legacy of the Force, it's like they were like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take Jason down the dark path so we can show what Anakin's fall would have looked like if it was actually written by somebody competent. <laughs> and Dude, that is exactly right. <laughs> and it was, and I, I liked that. That sounded great in theory, but I was just so burnt out. And I was, I was so turned off by Star Wars after the prequel films that I just, I was like, I don't want to see another one of the young heroes go bad and have to rely on the 50 and 60 year olds Han, Luke and Leia to be the heroes to see. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll be the opposite one on you here. I, and we're all, we're totally jumping ahead. We've jumped exactly over what we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking about new Jedi front or order, whatever, yeah. but I, new Jedi order killed my love of star Wars. Well, to be more exact, the prequels killed my passion for star right. Wars. New Jedi order killed my passion for star Wars novels. Right. And so I, by the, I never, I never finished like the last three or four Star Wars New Jedi Order books. Mm-hmm. And unlike you, I couldn't give a rat's ass about the New Jedi characters, other than like a Corrin Horn or mm-hmm. someone like that. I could, I couldn't care at all about the younger Jedi characters. I was so bored with them. So when New Jedi Order ended, I just like whatever. So see around, mm-hmm. and then when I found out the Legacy of the Force, first of all, had Lumi in it, and second, had more of. You know, Han, Luke, Leia. I was like, oh, I will give this a try, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact that I knew they were sixty running around. Right. And then, uh, Jason's path. I've told, I've said this many times. I'm really glad you echoed my thoughts, but more eloquently, because you know, you know the words and stuff. <laughs> Jason's path is exactly that. It's exactly as if, like, oh, you know, the prequels where Anakin's path, you know, path down to the dark side sucked, where he was just duped. That's all it yeah. was. Like, he wasn't seduced by the dark side. He was tricked. Yeah, this is this is legitimately someone going down the dark side path knowingly mm-hmm. and saying, "I'm doing this for the right reasons. Right. I'm not going to let it overwhelm me." It's it's a believable right. path down to the dark side. Exactly, exactly, and it's and... great. And by the end of the series, I did care about the new characters. I did care about Jason. I did care about Jaina. I did care about uh, the Fen Shia, whatever the oh gosh, what is it? I don't remember. Yeah, but. Whoever, um, not Fen, whoever... Fell. Jagged Fell. Fell. Yes, Jagged Fair. There it is. Yeah. Uh, I cared about all these characters. I was really... I was in. Yeah. So I, lo- I loved those nine books. Yeah. Really, really did. Right. In fact, the, the new Jedi Order, I got so tired of them, I stopped reading them. Well... I, start, I started getting the books on tape from the library. Yeah. <laughs> and I would... I had this elaborate... I know you're trying to talk, but I don't really care. Um, I had this elaborate... <laughs> procedure where I would get the book in from the library and if they did the, the, the cassette tapes and if they didn't have the cassette tapes I would have to have them uh, do a, like an interlibrary loan. Anyway I'd get it and I had this elaborate setup where it would pump the cassette tape into my computer my computer would then save the files and I would save it to a CD so I could listen to it in the car because <laughs> I had a 30 minute drive back and you know 30 minutes yep. to work 30 yep. minutes back every day. Yeah. So that's how I made it through New Jedi Order. And they were abridged. They weren't even the unabridged. And I didn't care. <laughs> Normally I won't ever listen to an abridged audiobook. I didn't give a crap. The nice thing was, though, that it had sound, special effects and sound effects. So you could, like, if there was a lightsaber battle they're describing, you would oh, hear yeah. lightsabers. Oh, yeah. And you would hear the Star Wars music. Yeah. And you would hear, you know, blasters and stuff. So that was kind of. 
I think, apparently you have words to blather about, so go ahead. Well, I, I do, and you sort of touched on it. I think one of the problems with the new Jedi Order was that it was way too long, and they did learn their lesson, because I think it was 17 novels or 18 novels. I've got the it, wiki page up. Yeah, it, it lasted four years, because there were five hardcovers and a bunch of, there were like two to four paperbacks between each one. And yeah. it was just way too much. Like, that should have been half as long. And they, and they learned their lesson because every one of their major series after that was nine books. Well, I kind of here's, – here's what I was envisioning. I don't ever envision that it was intended to end. I think – this is all speculation, bro. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can come back with whatever those things that are called facts are. Um, that they, they had – basically, you know, um, Phantom Menace was coming out. Right. So Lucasfilm sort of said – we're doing this now, mm-hmm. and we care about the prequel novels, which, by the way, I've never found any ability to care about. Um, although I've thought about trying the Rebel Commando books, because or whatever the the ones about the troopers. Yeah, yeah. Republic Commando. Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, so I think Lucasfilm was basically saying, "You guys need to go in a different direction," and whether that was. And I don't mean George himself, but mm-hmm. Lucasfilm Limited. Whether it was basically them saying they needed to distinguish themselves from the prequels or distinguish themselves from the original trilogy, the books had to become their own entity. And that's why the War with the Empire stopped. Right. And they went forward and said, we're going to do something different. And I applaud them for it. I mean, the whole idea behind the Yuzhan Vong is very creative. It's yeah, a yeah. really interesting idea executed poorly. Yes, and, and I, I whereas I don't think it was intended to be a limited four-year series. I think what it was is like this is the direction Star Wars is going. The Star Wars books for the future time period are going. Now the New Republic era is going this way from now on, and I don't think they ever intended to look back until they saw that their sales were totally in the toilet. Right. So after X amount of years, they finally said we have to do something different. Right, and that that definitely seemed to be what they were going for. Because you're right, and I have heard that Lucas or Lucasfilm, somebody basically told the books that you cannot use the Sith while we're making the prequels. Uh, uh, we are going to be in charge of the of the Sith, and we're going to be the architects and determine what the Sith look and sound like. And you can't do anything with it. You can't have any reveals or play in the dark side. So your villains can't be Sith, and they can't be dark Jedi. And it, they had just been spending too much time fighting the Empire and too many stories that just looked and sounded the same. And yeah. that's why they were like, we need a completely new villain. And that's, I agree. I thought the Yuzhen Vong was creatively a really nice, something distinct, something that set that era apart on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're they right. They had to kill Chewie with a moon. <laughs> Chewie's so hard to kill, they threw a friggin' planet at him. Exactly. Hey, he wasn't going down easy, so... You knew, you knew if he was going down, he was going down like a boss. But I, I knew people that when they read that Vector Prime, the first book of the series, I mean, they just chucked it across the room. They were so mad at it. Right. And, like, it was a bit of an overreaction. Yeah. But I think, I think my problem with it, I, I should have seen it coming, too. And you mentioned that I did, like, the new, the new characters. One of the other things that turned me off about the new Jedi Order and then what came after was the emphasis that this, this Star Wars is just about the Jedi and some other people that wish they were Jedi. Um, like <laughs> like the, the characters like Han Solo and Lando Calrissian and Boba Fett and Wedge became more and more marginalized. Yeah, And it was sure. just, everything was lightsabers. And that was on both sides. That was the New Jedi Order and that was the prequel era. And I felt like, okay, I've always liked the Force and I've always liked the Jedi, but that's not 
all of Star Wars. I liked Star Wars when that was really when the Jedi was unique because there was only two of them. Mm-hmm. And so. So, so New Jedi Order, huh? Are you a fan? So you, in general, are you a fan? <laughs> I liked a lot of the books, not all of them. Some of them were awful, um, but for the most part, I liked the books. I liked that they were bringing in a new generation of characters. Again, I. I, I was burnt out by the Jedi because this was during the prequel movies, which was all Jedi all the time. Um, so, so I wish, I wish it had been a full new generation of heroes, including new pilots and new smugglers and new, you know, everything. Um, but I liked seeing those new characters. I liked that they were like when I first found out that they were killing Chewbacca. I was like, cool. I love Chewie, but he served his purpose. I don't need to see his adventures anymore. And he, he was the easiest one to kill. Certainly. Right, right. And I was, I was kind of hoping. I was like, you can kill. Like, I've read amazing, great stories with Luke, Leia, and Han, but I think I've read enough. I'm, I'm willing to pass on to a new generation of heroes, and they just, they couldn't pull that trigger. They couldn't commit to it. They were vetoed because I think they wanted to. I think they wanted to kill one of those characters, and Lucas said no. Hmm. Um, and they just, they've never been able. And. It's different when you have like a serial fiction like in comic where you've got the same character published every month for 70 plus years because the character doesn't change. The character doesn't age. But when they put these guys on a rigid timeline, the characters do change. Luke, Leia, and Han have aged. I think they're, the last book that was published like before Legends, I think Han straight up was 60 or 70 years old in that book. Probably. Who is that book for? Do you really want to see the new adventures of old Han Solo? Like that's I don't know. He was pretty cool riding around with that bird beaked guy you know, in New Jedi <laughs> yeah. Order. I like that guy. Whoever his I can't remember his name, oh, but he kind of became his de facto replacement for Chewie. Yeah, I I like the I like those guys, but like I loved the fact that the teaser for the Force Awakens didn't show any of the old cast. Because I don't want it to be their movie. I want them to be transitional heroes like Obi-Wan was in Star Wars. And I want this to be about the new the new generation. Um, I do too, but I don't know if that's what it's going to look like when it's all over. I, I, I think the reason you didn't see the original cast is because it's a teaser. Well, yeah. Not, yeah, not yeah. because it's about the new people, but because it's a, a teaser. For that right, time. that's, yeah. I mean, the, the piece you got from the old series was The Falcon. Exactly. Which actually brought a tear to my eye when I saw it. It was, yeah, that was exciting. That was really exciting. I mean, really, really, I watched it on my phone in my sister's kitchen. Yeah. And uh, I was there for, I don't know, whatever, Thanksgiving, whatever they released it. And uh, I just, I literally teared up. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> when they saw the Falcon. So how ridiculous is that? But yeah. that's me. So New Jedi Order. Um trying to think of you know i liked i loved the staffs that yujon vong had mm-hmm. they blocked lightsabers i loved yeah. how they were just either they didn't exist in the force or the force didn't affect them or something like that yeah. i love their biomechanical creatures they had developed mm-hmm. and all was in the scarification they were doing all of it really interesting stuff yeah it was i remember that being another piece of commentary because timing being everything they were coming out around the time of september 11th and here, the New Republic was fighting a villain that was a religious, fanatical cult devoted to sacrifice and blowing up civilizations. And I remember that being really off-putting to people, and people wondering, were the Yuzhen Vong a commentary on radical Islam or Al-Qaeda? 
And they're like, no, we were thinking about the Yuzhen Vong back in 1998. This isn't something that we saw coming. Hmm. Um, wow, I don't that know was, that I ever put that together. Oof. Yeah, I remember. I remember people talking about that and just thinking they didn't. They didn't like the Yuzhen Vong for that reason. They didn't feel like they didn't want that type of villain. Um, yeah, for me, it was but, just the stories just weren't strong enough. Yeah, yeah. You well, the occasional me. one, like you said, that would blow your socks off. Right. But then, for the most part, like I think I petered out somewhere around. Um, Edge of Victory, which is actually just about halfway. Mm-hmm. I thought I got further, but now that I look at this, I don't know that I did. If there's one book to go back and reread, um, it's not my favorite, but it's probably the best written, and it's the book called Traitor. And it's by <laughs> that was the next one after I quit. Okay, <laughs> that's a book by uh, Matt Stover, who wrote the yeah. novelization of Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um, but he gets, like, especially since you have read the Fate of the Jedi books and you kind of know what happens to Jason Solo. Yeah. Was re- this where he gets tortured? Yes. The, the oh, whole God. book is just him being tortured. It's like we'd never see any of the other characters. It's all him and Vergeer, the weird bird lady who is kind of schooling him. Um, but just in terms of just the language of the book, the way the way the writer, like, will revisit the same sentence, the same line three or four different times and every time it has a different meaning and every time it like has you you're not sure how much you can trust the character or what they're going through and it's just yeah that book on its own you can just read and it'll just just as a as an enjoyment of the story and what he goes through okay um but other than that so okay so move move past the new Jedi and tell me about the fate of the Jedi because like I said I only read the first book and Well, the really the the dominant characters, and, and maybe I read it differently than other people. To me, the dominant characters in those books are Jason, Jaina, Ben, uh, Ben Skywalker. Ben Skywalker, Luke's son. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, sure, Luke's in it. Sure, um, Han and Leia are in it. But really, it feels like it's the story of the next generation. Hmm. It does feel like a good handoff because you know Jason's the or, sorry, Jaina is the one who saves the day. Right. And Jason does go down his dark path, yeah. and he sort of ha- takes Ben with him. And Ben doesn't go down to the dark side, but Ben is there by his side the whole time going, Jason, is this really the right thing we should be doing? Mm-hmm. And they form a, a Gestapo. Yeah. You know, they, they form the SS in the Star Wars universe. Right. And they're doing these black op missions, but they're, try, you know, they're really trying to do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. They perceive there's a danger to the Republic, and they're trying to do what needs to be done. And you buy it, and you're like, you know what? I'm not fooled. I know what's happening here, mm-hmm. but I understand why they're doing it. And most of it was Jason. What, what started all this off was Jason was trying to save. I want to say it was his his daughter, right? Wasn't that? What yeah, the, he married. I don't remember the woman. He married another Jedi with a name that started with T, and they did have a daughter. And yep. he, yeah, he had a he had a force vision of basically a civil war that would kill her, that she would die during. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so it's sort of kind of like what you know, Anakin and Padme. Right. And. Um, it just was a very believable story, and by the end, he had become Darth Cadus, mm-hmm. and you know, Gina had become the Sword of the Jedi. I remember that. Like, yeah, I love was... that. Love that. You know, sort of legacy term kind yeah. of for her, and uh, it was very compelling. I, I remember particularly there was one scene where Jason again thinks he's doing the right thing. He is bombarding Kashyyyk mm-hmm. from orbit and setting the forests on fire. It's just like holy crap, you know. And, and then eventually Luke and, and or Han and Leia are on the run, 
um, and they're having to deal with the fact that you know they've lost one child, Anakin, in previous, what, I guess, New Jedi Order. Yeah, he died in remember. the middle of New Jedi Order. Yeah, and then you know now they know Jason. They're losing touch with Jason. Yeah, and there was a really interesting sort of subplot going on where Jaina was training with Boba Fett. Which on the surface sounds really stupid. It really does. Like if you tell someone, yeah, oh yeah, Jaina trained with Bo- <laughs> trained with Boba Fett to take down Jason. Dumb idea. Read yeah. the books. Wow. That was the other really element. I, that was the thing that I also remember. I remember seeing Boba Fett on some of the co- covers and hearing that like the Mandalore made a made a comeback. Yes. Yes. And now apparently Travis Charis or Karen Travis. What's her name? Karen, Karen. Travis. Yeah. Now, she was already playing around with the Mandalorian ideas. In, um, yeah, she was Rome. the one who was writing the Republic Commando books, the Clone Wars. Yes. Book. Yeah. And there was a lot of Mandalore stuff in there. Yeah. And so she, this was sort of an extension of that. But so I, I and I hadn't read those Republic Commando books, so I didn't get any of it. But I was able to still hang on. Mm-hmm. In fact, Finn Shiva is mentioned in the books. Okay. In these in these books, and he's from the comics. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was just cheering because you, you get I got another, I got Lumia and Finn Shiva. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so and then um, you know. Something terrible happens tomorrow. Um, I know. I know. It was an absolute heartbreaker. Uh, it made me mad as a reader. It made me mad as a fan, but not mad at them. Like, how dare they do this? I was mad that this poor thing happened to a character I liked, and I wanted the person who did it to suffer. Yeah. So it was a fake. It's interesting. You know, it's sometimes when a major change happens to your favorite character, you get mad at the writers for doing it. I wasn't mad at the writers for it. I was, I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. So, although it was on the friggin' back of one of the books that got spoiled, I was like, "What?" Because I was always like a book or two behind. Yeah, yeah. So that expo- got spoiled for me, and there was a whole lot of cursing that I said at that point. But <laughs> and um, and I, st- it's interesting, you know. Like I blazed through those, and when I was reading them, I loved it. And then when the next series came out, The Fate of the Jedi, I, I picked up the book. I-, I had the first book ready to go, and for some reason I just never started it. It seemed like maybe yeah. it was just the daunting task. I don't know. I own the first five books in hardcover. Hmm. Um, you think I'd read them, hmm. but I just I still haven't got around to it. Yeah, I've I own the first three books from Legacy of the Force, but I only read that first one, and I I mean you you're starting to turn me around. Maybe I'll have to go back and reread those. I think I might it's... give I might give those another shot. Now you know where it goes and how it ends. You know you might be more willing to give it a shot. It, yeah. I was so impressed. In fact, I got a buddy I know who, who read them not too long ago, and he was impressed with them too. Yeah. They're great reads. Yeah. I, I remember reading them, thinking, "This is why I love Star Wars books." Yeah. Because it it really <laughs> sounds terrible, but it really just washed the New Jedi or New Jedi Order out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other I remember that yeah those were because that was only a nine book series with only three authors, which I think kind of helped give yes. it the more very tight yeah and the other author that we didn't mention was troy denning and he wrote he wrote the new jedi order book star by star which was my favorite i think um because that was right in the middle that was the book where anakin solo died and where the yuzhen vong actually took over coruscant where coruscant fell um i think i remember that one yeah and that was yeah that was big because that was that was like a 600 page book that was oh jeez. yeah I wouldn't have known it was CDs for me. Yeah. Okay, well, that would have, like, so imagine, like, three weeks driving to to work that morning. That's like a Harry Potter one. I also did the Harry Potter books on CD, uh, but those were unabridged. Yeah. And I highly recommend them, by the way. They're really amazing. But, you know, you get to, you know, like, the first one's, like, I don't know, 10 discs or something. Then you get to, you know, Goblet of Fire, and it's, like, 22 discs. I'm like, what? (laughs) 
I that was an issue I had <clears throat> I had with the books was I liked the first couple books a lot more because they were of manageable size for what the stories were. Like once they started, I was like. Uh, okay, I, I like this franchise. I, I enjoy these characters, but these do not need to be 500 or 600 or 7-page books. Talking about Harry Potter yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there was nothing wrong with this being a 300-page book. <laughs> Your friend is quite a mercenary. Despite being resurrected in the earliest days of the Expanded Universe, Boba Fett played only a minimal role in the novels until the Legacy of the Force series in the mid-2000s. The series coincided with the character's origin being revealed in the movie Attack of the Clones, and even though the origin was stupid, just freaking awful, Lucasfilm really pushed Boba Fett to the fore, telling new stories that chronicled both his youth and adulthood. One of the authors driving Boba Fett's story was Karen Travis, who wrote the Republic Commando novels set during the Clone Wars, along with three of the Legacy of the Force books. With the clone troopers based on Jango Fett from the Clone Wars era, and the surviving Mandalorian warriors pledging allegiance to Boba Fett in the Legacy of the Force era, Karen Travis really got to describe and in many ways define the Mandalorian history and culture. In 2006, Lucas Books published an e-book Boba Fett, A Practical Man, written by Karen Travis. The story tells the tale of what Fett and the Mandalorians were doing during the Yuzhen Vong War of the New Jedi Order series. The ebook costs $1.99 for Kindle, and I wish I could get every penny back. The story is dumb. It's really bad. Not badly written. I wouldn't judge Travis's writing based on this. I certainly wouldn't reject reading other works of hers based on this story but I can't give it even a mediocre review. This is a terrible, because it's so, so, so boring. A Boba Fett tale should never be boring, but ten pages in, I wanted the story to end. We spend a lot of time with a character who looks and acts like Boba Fett, but isn't Boba Fett, and he's not that interesting. He tells us what's important to him, but we don't get a lot of emotion or deep characterization for this guy. I don't even remember what his name is. I don't even remember if he died or not. That's how memorable the story was. The other problem, a whole lot of the story is spent describing and explaining the Yuzhen Vong invasion. This was already covered at great length in the New Jedi Order books, so if you've read the NJO, 75% of this ebook is a waste of your time. It's just retreading what you already know. And if you haven't read the NJO, this is the absolute worst possible place to pick up and find out who the Yuzhen Vong are. And why would you want to? This whole ebook felt like... You know what? It felt like the deleted scenes with Jabba the Hutt and Biggs Darklighter that Lucas put in the Star Wars Special Edition. You'd think this Boba Fett story, like those cutscenes, would be a nice addition that they would add to your overall enjoyment of Star Wars or the New Jedi Order, but they don't. They're redundant, they kill the momentum, and they make the characters look and sound dumb. So, yeah, that's my first Expanded Universe product review for this podcast. Boba Fett, a practical man, sucks, and you should avoid it like the plague, but I'm not familiar enough with the rest of Karen Travis's books to warn you off of those. That's all for this episode. I'm obligated to thank my guest, the Irredeemable Shag, for his contribution, I guess, to this episode. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to leave feedback, you can post a comment on the blog page at deadbothandspies.blogspot.com or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadbothandspies. You can also leave a review of this show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter, at RyanDaily01, or the username CountDrunkula. 
Dead Buff and Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on this show belong solely to the speaker. All music and audio clips are used for entertainment purposes and are believed covered under fair use, and I make no money off this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thank you for listening, and until next time, if you're not with the Force, how can it be with you?